This is Center Pass in focus on SENZ. Welcome into Centre Pass in Focus on SENZ. Just gone past 6pm here on Tuesday the 25th of April. A special Anzac Day show for you Nessie fanatics out there. I'll tell you what we've got coming up. We've got the wonderful Storm Purvis in studio as always. We're going to take you through all the ANZ Premiership uh, magic for the weekend. Jeepers Storm, it's been another round of thrillers. We're going to dive deep into that. Uh, Uh, Coming up at around quarter past, we're going to catch up with Stars defender Ali Timu, who was there for that thriller last night. We're going to ask her all about it and if she's ever experienced something like that because it was the first time in ANZ Premiership history her game has gone past that illicit overtime. We're also going to go on Tactics Watch a little bit later on and, as always, get Storm's Team of the Week. All that coming up. Cross the hour. I was going to say eight o'clock, but we're not at eight o'clock. We are six How to about seven. How you freaking tonight. out that I wasn't going to be here? I know the Can... door's not usually open by this time, <laughs> and we got to about five minutes, and I was going, "Storm's not here," you know. She hasn't texted me. What's gone. going on? Yes, but Storm, I understand you didn't work today. So no. once in a million, how was your first day off in twenty years? It was lovely. I had to wait till Bunnings opened at one pm. Uh, <laughs> picked up some plants and did a whole lot of gardening in the afternoon. But Love it was that. Glorious. And then rewatched a little bit of Nettie. Any yeah. uh, just quickly before you get into the nitty, any plants of note? Where what's the to what's honest, the vibe mo- of the garden? Herbs, actually. I've got a herb yep. wall that I need to sort out. Love it. So I went for a whole lot of parsley and mint. Beautiful. Yeah, it's got a good flavour to it. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't we talk some nitty? Yeah, why and don't save we do the that? gardening <laughs> chat till a bit later on. Now we saw uh, the Northern Mystics go to the top of the table. Still, uh, only three points off from the mainland tactics. But we will start off uh, on Saturday. The Pulse taking on the Stars at TSB Arena in Wellington. Storm. It was another nail biter. Uh, it looked all locked up up until that fourth quarter where the Stars just struggled to, to get points on the board. Talk me through that game from your Stars eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because I'm wearing my it's Stars hoodie It's because you're wearing the Stars hoodie. Uh, first things first, I want to say the game was such a great game to start the round because the quality was so high in terms of you know very limited turnovers. Both attacking ends were kind of... Um, very synchronised and and just really clinical with the ball and it was quite a a good game to watch. Um, Maya Wilson had just the one miss, 98%, up against Mm. Kelly Jury. They obviously didn't get the win and it was in that fourth quarter towards the end, Maya Wilson called for a stepping call. And she does this thing, if you're an avid netball follower, you'll notice she does this thing where she pivots with her foot and kind of lifts her heel up, puts it down, then lifts her toe up and puts it down to get herself closer to the hoop. And... It's contentious, I guess, because it's technically not a step, but umpires may be able to deem it as one if they see her lift the heel twice, for example. Mm. If they're watching close enough and they see just an inch of a movement, they can call her, which is what happened. It just happened to be in such a crucial moment. So the stars can't be too peeved about the call because at the end of the day, she did step. It's more the fact that she kind of does it a lot and they decided to pull it up. And then my old favourite, Kelly Jury, got a scream of an intercept towards the end of that as well to kind of put them ahead by four and then... Yeah, the, the stars got there. Um, you know, got that down to just two. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I really enjoyed the game in terms of just appreciating the gorgeous attacking flow from both mm. sides. Great to see Crampton and Miel, uh, Riley Buchanan find their form again as a partnership in at centre and, and wing attack. And I thought Amelia Wormsley did a great job stepping up against Clara Nawai Tautau, who was on her, all over her like a rash. And um, in the past, Amelia has kind of crumbled under that pressure, but uh, she played really well, put up 53 goals 
which, you know, those yeah. are Grace and Wiki numbers. Exactly. I say it every week. Uh, Amelia Wormsley has come into town. She's looking now, good. More impressive every week as she grows and gains that experience and that confidence uh, as a goal shoot in the ANZ Premiership. I and mean, it's just been phenomenal to watch. How many times did she hit the deck as well? You know, and, but yeah. they got up. Got it's straight fine. back up. Who cares? Yeah. Straight back up in that uh, baby giraffe. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> totally. Hey, look, one thing for me is, is we've talked about this quite a lot, the uh, Yvette McCaws and Jury's use of the pulse bench. And now I find it really interesting. We, we mentioned there Kelly Jury came uh, and got a massive intercept near the end of that game, but she did uh, take a seat in the fourth quarter with about six minutes, I believe, to go. If you're sort of in that situation, what do you think uh, that substitute was doing from a vet standpoint? I guess the way a vet uses her bench is she pulls them off and, and talks to them straight away and kind of lets them know why she's pulled you off, what she wants you to look at, um, and usually tells you when you're going to go back out there. So I guess if you are being pulled to be talked to, it's not like a huge kick in the guts or anything because you know she's doing it for a reason. Um, whether it's just to pass on one little bit of intel, whether it's she thinks that your legs aren't quite there and you need a couple of extra minutes uh, before you can go out there and do something. And, and in this case, it worked for Kelly Jury. But also the fact that she's got someone like Paris Mason on her bench who can come on and understand her role, just be a nuisance, get an intercept for me, you know, look all fabulous, and then I'm going to put <laughs> Kelly back out there. Your time will come. Don't get me wrong, it will, but this is the role I need you to play at the moment. And we talked about that quite a lot amongst the Sky broadcast crew, that Yvette is just the master of using her bench. I think mm. she does a really great job of just putting people in or actually pulling people off when they need to and letting them have a look at what's out there because you can see so much more when you're on the bench. When you're on the court, it's all happening. It's too fast. Yeah, um, you're stuck in the adrenaline. Oh, totally, totally. And you can see things and think, oh, yeah, they are passing it to that pocket every second centre pass or something that you just don't really register when you're on the court. Um, and it worked for Kelly Jury because she came out and got an intercept in that bloody pocket right at the end of the match. There you so go. great uh, coaching by Yvette. Absolute masterclass again by Yvette. And, and there's a reason she's won all her titles, isn't there? Oh, it's, yeah. it's not for nothing for sure. That uh, win sits the pulse on third. I know we have had other games uh this weekend to affect the table, but the Pulse currently sit on third, tied actually with second place, the Tactics, and uh, three points behind the top of the table, Mystics, who we will go on to now. Their first game of the weekend, uh, on Sunday, they were down at home, the Trusts Arena, Magic, Mystics, another one where I thought, hey, we've said that the Magic are the Mystics bogey team. This Mm -hmm. is the season decider. They were one apiece. I thought, you know what? The Magic had played both their games at their home, coming over to Auckland, coming onto the Mystics' home turf. I thought it was going to be a stunner. It, it produced uh, on court, but probably just not the way the Magic wanted it to in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't think the scoreline, I mean, it was 60-49 to the Mystics in the end, really reflects the kind of quality of the game again. There were just little moments of blowouts, in particular the beginning of the second half, that third quarter. Mystics just came out on fire, uh, that defensive end, in particular. Um, and in the fourth quarter, I think it just, the second it started to get away from the magic, it unraveled. And we hadn't really seen that happen to them in the previous two encounters between these two sides. So I'm stoked that the Mystics managed to kind of get the monkey off the back a little bit yeah. um, and get a good win over them. Um, but, you know, Phoenix Kataka had a great game again. What is a new wheat bix? I don't know. She is jumping out of the building. Honestly. Uh, yeah, she's incredible. And I've never seen her jump so high. And, you know, she's 
30 soon and has a baby. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. Make She's it make sense. She's got the superpowers. She's got the absolute superpowers. Um, but Kara Stythe as well, two like NBA quality blocks mm. on Bailey Mears. Like they, they were fun to watch. Um, so, and of course, Michaela Sokolic beats in just tying it all together in that defensive unit. I think they were the reason that the Mystics did get such a strong win in the end. Great to see Amelia and Ekanasio play her 100th match as well. And, you know, she was great. I know we're talking about her direct opponent, Karika, but uh, she was obviously doing something right because she put up more goals than her goal shoot, Bailey Mez. Definitely. So she was in the fight, you know, leading the way from the front for her troops as captain of the side and couldn't quite get the win, but um, a performance I'm sure she'll remember. Her 100th yeah. ANZ Premiership game. Yeah. Amazing to think, isn't it, that somebody who's been around for so long with so much experience, oh, so much swagger on the court has only just hit 100. But it's been an amazing journey and uh, we've been pleased to follow along with it over the years. So here's to 50. I was going to say 100 more, but uh, we'll just say 50 <laughs> for now. You never oh, know you what never the future know. holds. But look, it's quite an interesting uh, mystic side for me over this weekend. I mean, they had Monica Faulkner uh, out with illness on on that uh, Sunday game, as well as Taylor Earl uh, still recovering from a foot injury. They did manage uh, to get Taylor Earl back uh, for this thriller that we're just about to dive into. Uh, Monday, the Northern Stars, the Northern Mystics, the Northern Challenge. You know it's going to go down every time the Mystics had the home court advantage, although both uh, teams are based in Auckland. The Mystics playing at the Trust Arena. I can't believe I'm about to say the scoreline. 77-79. Storm, we were texting each other. I mean, we were sort of texting each other. Hey, our show hands, me your nails. Our hands were shaking so much. Yeah, today. don't show yeah. me my nails. I'm serious as well. They're actually <laughs> yeah, terrible they if you have. Bad. Yeah, well, don't talk about it because, you know, it was, it was one of those games, wasn't oh, it? And Storm, I'll tell you what, time. I was in work early this morning because I couldn't sleep simply uh, just because of how good that game was. Talk to us about that. And, and I, want, I want to ask you, mm. have you ever been in the situation extra time finishes what do you do talk me through that I have once not at a professional level and I can't remember whether it was an under 21 game it might have even been a bloody under 17 national game for all I know I can't remember but I do remember the team just yelling at our defensive end being like we just need one turnover you guys just one like hurry up all you have to do is get one intercept and then you're just trying so hard to do that that the opposite kind of happens and that's why the games go for so long because a the teams don't want to give away possession so they play the ball around a lot and they're very secure with it and b defenders are trying too bloody hard having a fly (laughs) at everything so things open up um so they're crazy games never seen it in a professional level the last one i remember i guess from a high performance level was that 2010 delhi um gold medal which was didn't even come to mind that went on forever um so to see another one what 12 13 years later yeah uh that was televised Actually being, yeah, it it was incredible. An incredible match and you're going to tell me to talk about it and I don't even know where to begin, really. First thing that comes to mind for me is Amorangi Malisal. Clutch. Do I even need the to say The Kobe Bryant, the Maria Tutaia Jean is in her. What the hell, eh? What on earth got into her? That shot that she made to send it into extra time. In the time. fourth quarter, yeah. Oh, Kara Stythe and Phoenix Karaka, who we've just spent the last five minutes praising for their NBA blocks, yeah. were both... Uh, defending Amorangi, it didn't matter one bit, swish. And I've written in my notes for that match, I had written Karis Stythe amazing over the shot and rebound, and she was for the entire game, and kind of, I felt like, got into the heads of both, well, all three, Jamie Hume came on for a little bit too, um, of the Stars shooters, but in that moment, Amorangi was just a lady possessed, and then that continued for the entirety of 
extra time and double extra time. And I don't know about you, but I had this feeling like when she had the ball in hand or when she was going to put up a shot, I felt so confident. Whereas when the Mystics had it or even when Maya Wilson had it, I didn't feel that same sense of security. So uh, she was obviously feeling that too, Amorangi, because she wasn't afraid to just back herself and, and put them in. And I wonder if Maya Wilson was aware of that as well, because she started to kind of pull away yes. and open up the space more for Amor. She wasn't presenting like we normally see Maya do. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, come on, Maya, step up. But now I'm like, was she feeling what we were all feeling and being a good captain and just allowing Amorangi to get in there and do her thing because she was on fire? Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I'm clearly still processing no, it. No, genuinely, because <laughs> I, I was just asked before by, by Stephen McIver on, on the run home, can you can you just break down that last two minutes for me? I said, geez, mate, how much time yeah, you have you got? Yeah, tell me about you it. You know, I think we're going to have to take up the whole quarter and extra time to talk it through. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what we'll do. We're going to park the bus on this game. We're going to come back to it later. But I thought we'd save these nitty-gritty questions because after the break, we've got none other than stars to feed. Ali Temu. So we'll catch you up in a bit. 17 minutes past six here on SENZ. Centre Pass in focus. Myself, Kieran Bingham, alongside Storm Purvis. We are here thanks to Vertical Logistics, your freight and logistics specialist. Storm, we've taken a second to catch our breath after talking about that absolute thriller we saw at the Trust Arena last but we night. we ain't done. The Mystics versus the Stars. <laughs> and you know what? There was a bit of fear coming from my end that I might not get any sleep tonight because these two teams uh, might be here all night. We've got Stars uh, defender Ali Temu on the line. Ali, did that ever cross your mind that you might not be going home last night? Hello, Ron. Um, yeah, I actually was really shocked at how long that did go on for, and I think it just proves that both teams were both teams were really clinical with the ball. It was really hard to pick up anything in that last extra time. So I was just like, "Come on!" It just someone was going to break, and um, I was just stoked that Amor got away, came away with that intercept. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, how fitting that Amor got the intercept after the show she put on. We'll get to her shortly, Ellie. But um, extra time is hard enough on its own, but double extra time at the end there. And you'd already played that weekend. And for you yourself, coming back from a pretty horrific ankle injury, how were you feeling in the moment? Were you just kind of like fake it till I make it, baby? Or what what was going through your lungs and and your legs in those moments? Yeah, I think it definitely was a bit of fake it till you make it. Um, Also, adrenaline was like huge. I think we were all just playing on the moment. And I think that was probably got me through, to be fair. Um, I actually woke up feeling pretty good. I think having a half on Saturday night probably helped me get through the game on last night. So, But I'm sure the girls uh, that did play two full games and then the extra, what was it, 10 minutes, definitely <laughs> felt it this morning. So big recovery day today, which was awesome, and we'll get back into it tomorrow. Yeah, that's pretty much five quarters of elite netball uh, up against the Mystics, <laughs> no less. How is your ankle? Because the last time I saw it, uh, she was looking pretty, pretty black and bruised. Yeah, it's actually way better. Um, the bruising has pretty much completely gone down. The only thing is that it makes it look so much worse is that um, the, I've been in the Normatex, which like really compressed my ankle. So it's moved the bruising like above my sock line, which is so annoying because people can still see the bruise up there. But like the bruising on the ankle is sweet. There's like hardly any left. Like there's, it's pretty much gone. But there's like this little like line of bruising above my strapping tape line as well, which everyone's like, whoa, it's still black and blue. And I'm like, no, it's actually fine. It's just like moved up there somehow. But um, ankle's good. Actually, really happy with how um, I got through last night as well. Full 
70 minutes. So <laughs> that was good. Minutes, yeah. For the general public <laughs> worrying about um, Ellie's ankle, that just means she's actually done a very good job of rehabbing it. I remember they used to say that the higher the bruising, if you get it nice and high, it means that you're doing your rest and recovery very well. So don't fret everyone, her ankle's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> Ellie, we were talking, Kez and I, about the last moment um, of that match and the way that you and Calera managed to keep Grace Mickey away from the post before she had to put up uh, that last shot of normal extra time. Was that part of your game plan? Did you have a chance to talk with Calera and say, what are we going to de- do here? Because we're not getting a lot of ball because it's hard to get ball off either of these teams at the moment. What's our go-to? Yeah, I actually really didn't notice what was happening, which is really bad. But I think in the moment I was quite... Um, yeah, I was just like, whoa, we need ball, we need ball. But um, Calera did an awesome job, like... Um, keeping Grace out and I didn't really realise how well she did it until I watched it back and um, um, yeah, huge credit to Lila for doing that and uh, holding my breath for that shot I think we were like what happened once the um, breath called time but yeah, I think it it was really hard to get ball and I think in the extra time as well they started throwing it in quite easily and Mila just said let's change it up let's change it up so um, just definitely Changing it up and um, lots of comms because we we're not going to get every ball um, going up against Grace and Philly. So um, just definitely keeping at it and keeping our heads up because, yeah, it was, it was tough in there. Yeah, oh, Ellie, for sure. I wasn't anywhere near the court. I was actually in my bedroom. But I'll tell you what, I, I felt that. I, I think I lived my night uh, through that game. Let's just take it back to Saturday. Now, I know you weren't uh, back again for that game, but it was a grand final rematch. Have you guys taken much thought to making that grand final again? And how far up is it on the checklist? Yeah, it is obviously... Um a priority for all of us and we um, play to win which is something we all like we really want so now we've just um, losing that game on Saturday really put us on the back foot we would have been set up quite nicely if we had um, won that but we've just got to win every game now which is crucial for us to make that final and we don't really want to rely on other teams losing we really want to put ourselves there um, so that's huge for us. So the next four games are massive. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But, um, it was actually our first time going back down to Wellington after we had lost the final. So a bit of nerves going into that and just stepping in that arena again. Well, for me, myself as well. But um, I think we've just made massive um, shifts from the last few weeks. We've keep building and building. And I think it's really exciting. And the time's now for us. So, yeah, it's going to be a good month of netball for us. Yes, it is. We're hoping that you guys can continue uh, that momentum. I said I wanted to come back to Amorangi, and I do just want to quickly. Um, did you have a chance to kind of celebrate with her last night, or is it drinks? Amorangi doesn't have to pay for a drink for the rest of the year. What's the plan to really thank her for? Man, I mean, she put on a show. <laughs> yeah, like we actually caught up after the game and we played that extra time and we just really um, hyped her up because she was awesome. She was honestly um, match winning for us, just shooting. Like, oh, I think it was in the end of the first extra time. She got the ball like close to the circle edge. She just turned and shot and it was just boom. Uh, she just got in the zone, which I love it when she gets in it. You can see her hand pointing to the hoop when she shoots and <laughs> Just, oh, I was so happy for her to get that intercept as well. It was incredible. And, yeah, we just, lots of hyping her up after the game. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely 
at the end of the year give her a few extra drinks on us. But yeah, it was pretty awesome from Amor. <laughs> she's, she's just growing as well, and that that just shows with game time. You, the more game time you get, the more like confidence you gain, and just how players can um, really perform. And it's so awesome. I'm so happy for her. It's really inspiring to see her grow that confidence as the season goes on. The more game time she gets and throughout. Hey, Ellie, just on the back of that, uh, talking about the connection of the stars in the group, we caught up with Mila uh, not too long ago, and she said this is the closest uh, that the stars have ever been together. For the listeners out there, can you just let us in on what being a part of that stars whanau really means? Yeah, I, um, I'm extremely lucky. I actually call some of these my teammates like my best friends, and... Uh, it's going to be oh, it's just awesome. We love each other's company on and off court. We're um, always catching up, even if we don't have training, which is <laughs> crazy because you think we get sick of each other. But, um, yeah, it's just incredible. It's a big family. We're just very open, honest. We just have a laugh, um, try and harmonise each other a lot. When we're, <laughs> we're just singing, listening to music. It's just honestly such an amazing environment, and I just... Love, love being a part of it. Yeah, I often find myself finding a way to um, just really J.I. and get myself into these gatherings you guys do because you do have a lot of fun. You're a lot <laughs> we love it, Stormy. We love it. <laughs> you can fun. tell the truth here, Ellie. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but not too much of the truth. Um, no, yeah, it is It is great to see. Maybe maybe a little less harmonising. You're fine. You can keep doing it. But maybe tell Gina Crampton just to take Sometimes. a step back. Oh, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit sit back and listen to this happen. <laughs> uh, just quickly, Ellie, uh, plan for the magic. Are you confident that you can take that one? Yeah, I think if we just go back to our game plan and how um, we've grown massively from that last game in Hamilton. So I think just going back to what we know, um, letting the ball go for the attackers and fire out when they do some means triangles and ball speed and just it's so cool to watch and then for us it's just um keep going for ball because games have been a bit lower this season so that's a huge um work on for us so just having confidence to attack ball outside and um working together as a unit like our structures are so good it just now wears our intercept opportunities off that so I think hopefully we'll get some more ball this um Sunday as well and just keep on with that amazing shooting and ball speed and feeds and oh it's so good to watch our attackers play how they play. It's awesome. No, really excited to seeing how that one goes. It's uh, it's one of the more exciting premiership uh, seasons we've seen just in terms of competition, but I'm sure you guys have got it, especially after the longevity you showed last night on the court. Ali Temu, thank you so much for joining us, especially on Anzac Day. I hope you've had a lovely day, spent it with friends, whānau, even the stars whānau perhaps, but we really appreciate your time on Centre Pass tonight. No worries. Thanks for having me. Have a good night, guys. See you. Will do. Hey, so awesome to catch up with Ali Timu. Just, uh, I was really gutted when we saw her go down with that ankle injury a few weeks ago because we both know how crucial she is to that Stars team, leading from the back. And the way that she's really stepped up uh, with Anna Harrison leaving the Stars, it's just, it's been really inspiring to watch. Even hearing her talk just then and how well she can articulate sort of um, game plans and reflection on things, like uh, she's stepped up not only on court, but just um, matured so much. So that was really cool to hear. I see Ellie a lot, but we don't often talk like that. So I was just sitting there like a proud little mum listening to her just kind of talk about the stars then. Um, but totally agree and, and interesting to hear her say that they 
aren't getting enough gains this year. The gains are down, so she'll take that to heart, I guess, and has just got to understand that she's working with a new defensive unit and, you know, they are getting wins and, and they're definitely building pressure. So I'm looking forward to seeing a few more intercepts on the stats sheet uh, as the a, season comes to an end. Definitely takes a long wee while to uh, to adjust to a new shooting totally. uh, defensive end. My apologies. But look how well the Stars have done with that so far and, and full credit to them as well and Ali Temu for, for stirring the ship. And uh, it is almost uh, 6.30 here on ECNZ, which is two hours earlier than we used to. Keep forgetting <laughs> about that. And we were talking uh, Stars. Thanks to Trident Homes, proud supporter of the Trident... Oh, no, Vertical sorry. Logistics. Vertical Logistics. I'm going to... Getting big trouble there. Proud partner of the Northern Stars <laughs> Vertical Logistics and leading the way in personalising your freight specialist. We'll be back in a tick. 32 minutes past six. I've had a drink of water, I've had a deep breath. I'm ready to go. It's time for Tactics Watch Storm. Thanks to Trident Homes, designed for living. Built for life, and I am wearing my red and black today for Anzac and the tactics yeah, nice. as well. It was a double <laughs> sort cover. of. Yeah. I knew we were, uh, were keeping it going tonight with a bit of tactics. Watch, I got my binoculars out as well. Uh, tactics, look, the big news, I guess, for me is they held the seal to the lowest score of the season of 31 goals. The tactics managing to weasel away with a 50 31 win. Storm, did you, from that game, I know, look. This is going to be really hard, right? Because we've just talked about all the great games of the round. We've just had Ali Timu discussing that incredible thriller last night. And now we've got to talk about not a great game. No, it wasn't a great game. And look, uh, not I a great think, game at all. No, I think I'll come down and say this for the steel side. George Fisher, I'm so sorry. I think that's where I'm just going to leave it. It's been the most unfortunate season for the Steel. Uh, 31 goals. It's, it's not what we've seen from the Steel out of the last 10 years. But look. They were up in the first quarter, 10-9, but then it was the tactics who strung away, uh, getting themselves to 50 goals and a lovely win. Tell me, what did you see uh, out of that tactics relentless uh, offence? Just to quickly, before I get into that go-off, you say George Fisher, I want to throw in Shannon Saunders in there yes. too. Because they're playing around with so many different wing attacks at the moment as well. She was their captain and the thread between George and Shannon was clearly integral to the Steel's performances last season. So, um, oh, I just I really genuinely makes me upset. I know it's I, not right. No. It's not right. And like every week, we kind of talk about them dropping their heads a little bit. But man, oh man, you could really see it on. Um, was that game Saturday? No, Sunday afternoon. Like they it was were a Sunday game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they just look like they wanted to be anywhere other than there, which is very sad. How do you get out of that state? You kind of can't. Like now, it's t- it's too late. We're into ra- that was round eight. They've had this for eight yes. weekends in a row, and some you know some of these weekends they're playing two games in a row, and. I just, this is so mean to say, there's not really light at the end of the tunnel for the Steel because they're not going to get George or Shannon back. Teams are getting better and better as the competition flows, uh, goes on, sorry. And it's just really sad. Anyway, let's get that done and let's talk about the tactics. Oh, I feel horrible. Yes, look, <laughs> I, I will start with this for me. It was, I think, the first time in about six or seven rounds, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I'd seen Karen Berger uh, at wing defence. And it was it was really uh, exciting to see as we creep closer to that World Cup. I know I keep alluding to it, but that's, I think, where we're going to see her at wing defence. So do you think that was sort of the mindset for this game? Let's give Karen a good go. This is a game where we think we can pull away comfortably. Let's stick it in there, give Kate Lloyd some good time at goalkeeping and, and run with it. 
I think initially we saw uh, Paris Lokotui hit the deck mm. and actually had look like she went away for a HIA mm. at some stage. She's fine, so that's great. Great to um, And I think, you know, they're up so b- by so much. Why risk putting her back on there? And like you say, um, Kez, let's get Kate Lloyd out there. Let's run Karen Berger at Wing D should we need to later in the season. It was also great to see Jane Watson out at Goldie where we have seen her for the uh, in the past for the tactics, yes. but not so much of this season. And I really enjoyed that defensive unit and it clearly very much worked against the um, poor lowly steel um, but it's, it was a good reminder for us because we've talked about it on this show before the worry about the wing D position mm. for World Cup and knowing that Phoenix Kartika is in the form that she's in we can feel confident to have her in at goal defence and keep Karen Berger at wing defence that's a great starting seven option. Or you can slide her back. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. But I'm not panicked about it so much anymore because we've got all these defenders stepping up. Um, but it was a game... Not so fun to watch in the first half. Turnovers from both sides. They Tactics didn't start with Laura Malcolm. And a few people have been calling for that because she just hadn't quite slotted into that attacking side very well. She came back on towards the second half and um, clearly felt a little bit pissed off about starting yes. on the bench because she came on quite well. And Kimiota Poi ended up doing quite well at wing attack. Uh, but it was more the defensive end for the Tactics that I had my eye on. I just love watching Jane and Karen and I thought Kate Lloyd did a good job too. And, um, yeah, they just did well to kind of put their foot down and not worry about what was going on around them and push it out to, you know, a 19-goal win when it, I think even half-time it was only like two goals in it, wasn't there? So, yeah, terrible half for the steel, great half for the tactics to really, uh, yeah, put, put their foot down, pull away. Put pressure on. Now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but... Mm-hmm. When the variables are Laura Malcolm, obviously an England international, and Karen Berger, the silver silver fern phenom, uh, it's you can't really go too wrong, can you? Is that something I'm talking about? The Laura Malcolm uh, starting off the bench uh, situation here is that sort of something you can see happening as we go forward? Because I know before Greer Sinclair's injury, they had that uh, sort of. Uh, what would I call it, confidence to sort of allow them to do that. But now as we creep closer to the end of the season, is that sort of where you can see Marianne putting her coaching hat? I just think they probably felt like they had to try it. And against the Steel is not a bad team to try things, um, obviously being the bottom of the table team. And also I think maybe a little bit of public pressure because Laura Malcolm has been under the pump a little bit. Obviously we're very patriotic here in New Zealand yes, and yes. we don't need an English international here playing in our competition, but maybe we do. You know, These yeah. players come over here and bring a little bit of flavour to the comp and, and make it better. And yes, it's going to take, it was always going to take Laura a bit of time to kind of find her groove in that attacking end. I still don't think she's found it yet and I... I wouldn't be too annoyed if you started uh, Paris Patera again with Kimi Oropoi in its centre because Kimi's one of the best centres in the country at the moment and if you've got Laura Malcolm on the court, you have to push Kimi out to wing attack. So I, I don't mind being able to mix it up every now and then and we've seen it happen so many times the other way around as in Laura Malcolm starts mm. and then goes to the bench so I don't blame Marianne for trying it the other way around and it, it obviously worked for the tactics in the way that Laura came on like a beast unleashed only issue is only up by two against the steel. You know, if you're playing like the Mystics or the Stars, the deficit could be a whole lot worse. Yes. So it's it's so hard to know and you just gotta try. You gotta try these things. And lucky for the tactics, you know, they are sitting second in the table at the moment. They've got a game in hand. Everyone else has played ten or eleven games this season. So they've got time to work things out. 
And it is very interesting that you do bring up the table, the tactics in second, Mystics first, Pulse third, as it stands, round nine, next weekend, Sunday, the tactics play the Mystics, and then they go one spot down, well, technically tied, uh, on Monday and play the Pulse. Now, massive two weekend for them. <laughs> massive games for the tactics, playing one and three while they find themselves in second. How do you think this will go for the tactics? I mean, first of all, a double header is no easy task whatsoever. But do you think having that Mystics game on Sunday uh, gives them more of a chance against the Pulse on Monday? I think we've seen this season, we've talked a lot about the double headers and how hard they must be, but teams seem to be doing okay in them. Like, we haven't really noticed any fall away in the quality of the game out on court, which shows that they're fit and primed and prepared to do these double headers. So, I feel like we can just eliminate that from being a factor. Um, I hope, anyway. The issue is they're playing the two top teams <laughs> mm. in the competition and but, two teams that are riding a little bit of momentum. Yeah. I mean, Mystics had that shocking loss last night, but it was still an incredible game and they still played very well. So, and it's a tough one for the uh, for the tactics because they're two teams that you have to focus on equally. You know, you can't just spend your whole week worrying about the Mystics and then do your game plan for the Mystics and then just show up and play show against the Pulse. Show up for the Pulse like a social league, yeah. You've got to have two game plans and two different training plans sorted for the entire week because mm. they're back-to-back games against two very different and two very good teams. So tough old week for the tactics on the training court. Really looking forward to seeing how they go um, and to just show that they are the real deal because of those four teams, Mystics, Tactics, Pulse and Stars, only three are going to go through. And let's be honest, Mystics probably going to be there. It comes down to the other three, and this is a make-or-break weekend for the tactics. Super exciting weekend, round nine of ANZ Premiership Netball Competition. Storm, let's just... Focus on this Mystics Tactics game on Sunday for a second. To me, if there was a time to sort of convincingly get up over the Mystics, it would be now with Taylor Earl. We saw her return to the court last night uh, on limited minutes, of course, returning from a foot injury. Michaela Sokolich beatson who should be back uh, for Sunday's game. She had uh, illness, food poisoning last night. Monica Faulkner as well with illness. We should see uh, return to the court with a sort of shake-up in the Mystics camp. Do you think this gives the tactics the edge on Sunday to get a convincing win? I don't know about convincing. Mystics are fighters. We saw it last night. Yeah, it's really hard to get a convincing win over the Mystics. You think about the loss to the Magic, you know, extra time loss for them. Uh, So, no, I don't think it'll be a convincing win. But this is a time where you can say, yes, the Mystics are vulnerable. This is where we need to pounce. Um, And I think the moving piece of the starting seven and players in and out. And, yes, Monica and Mickey will hopefully be back. But they have been out with illnesses and so it's not easy just to bounce back from those you know you've been bedridden probably for a couple of days at least then you're getting yourself back into training slowly and getting into the groove of things so they'll be on limited minutes at best I'd imagine Uh, so totally there's vulnerability there and the tactics will know that they'll also know that the mystics will be hurting after last night and um, it's always hard coming up against a team they aren't feeling so good and really want redemption. No, so, look, yes. I, mean, I don't think we can hype it up anymore. I think it's going to be a great match. I just always have it in my head that the Mystics and, and Tactics just have that ugh, against each other. It's Auckland Christchurch. <laughs> it's uh, I know it's a wee while away, but the 2020, 2020, 2021 grand final. Oh, 2021 grand 2021. final. Uh, again, the Mystics managing to get over it. I just feel like every time these two meet up, 
that grand final is never forgotten. So really excited to see that. The Tactics on Sunday take on the Mystics at Christchurch Arena in Christchurch and they will be staying there as the following night they take on the Pulse. So really exciting week for Tactics fans out there. And of course every time we do talk Tactics it is thanks to Trident Homes. Uh, proud supporters of the Trident Home Tactics, check out their modern home plans at tridenthomes.co.nz. When we come back on the other side, we'll be checking in with Storm and getting her team of the week. 12 minutes to 7 here on SENZ. Don't forget, the boys will be in. Uh, Warriors tonight, Warriors Storm, Tony Kemp. Massive. The wonderful Sammy Hewitt. Storm, you, uh, you got a little prediction for tonight's game, Warriors I, Storm? Oh, I actually don't. I think I read somewhere Vossi, oh, Andrew Voss said that if the Waz score 20 points, they'll win. You're, you're a Waz sayer? Yeah, man. Beautiful. We've been having this discussion all but day on double eight, double three. Is it Waz or is it Warriors or is it both or is it? I think it's both. You can. It does. Does Waz make you feel a, a bit more connected to the team? Totally. It does, doesn't We're it? We're a nickname nation. No one seems to understand that. We get angry messages on our Krogos Wild Facebook, being like, "It's Warriors, not Waz, you idiots." It's like, "Oh, mate, tell someone who cares." Oh yeah, you know <laughs> who those people are as well <laughs> oh, if they're on Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, look. I'll tell you what. Netball. Let's uh, let's regroup and refocus and. Uh, Stop putting it off, Storm, actually. Uh, no, it is Storm's uh, performance slash team of the week. This is where Storm will take us through her seven uh, through the positions on the netball court and give us an honorary captain slash MVP performer of the round. So, Storm, let's start off at gold shoot. Talk to me this week. It was a bit of a harder one, wasn't it? Hardest position to pick for the week because the teams that played two games, maybe their shooter had one really great game and then one not-so-good game, and then the teams that only had one game, I just think. Amelia Wormsley, you know, what do you say, highly commended, didn't quite get there. I've actually gone for Grace Wiki, and I know she missed like 15 goals against the Magic maybe, but she kind of shut Edna McKay out of the game in terms of getting her hand to any ball. She still got most of her rebounds and they still won by 11. And then last night, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Grace, but she put up 70 goals. You mm. know, that's ridiculous. And, and Maya Wilson was obviously obviously on fire, but she only put up 50. Yes. Anyway, didn't matter no. because they didn't get the win. But for the team of the round, team of the week, who's the goal shooter I want on my team? It's it's still and probably always going to be Grace Wiki. Misconception out there for the stat heads. Uh, I know Storm said that Grace Wiki missed... Uh, Was it like 15? 15, I, I believe. I uh, think. But even though she did miss that many shots, don't forget, uh, she missed 12. Grace Wiki missed there 12 shots. But even though she missed 12 shots, more than likely she got 10 or 11 rebounds yes. and made those shots as well. So missing 12 isn't as bad as we make it out to be. Totally. Only because Grace Wiki, uh, her standard is a lot higher than that. We put her on this given pedestal. Given we put her we? on this uh, absolute pedestal, uh, <laughs> far above the Everest. Yes. All right, let's move on. Goal attack this week. Who else? It's my MVP too. Amorangi Malisala. The clutchest. Oh, unbelievable. I want to go home and watch that game again tonight and just fast forward until every time she has the ball in her hand. <laughs> I said a few weeks ago she's got that Maria touch and uh, yeah. my mother called me crazy. So uh, who's oh, laughing now? Totally. Ma, probably hey. you because I won't get any dinner now. All right, uh, Amorangi Malasala, enough said. Wing attack this week, feeding the shooters. I actually went with Gina Crampton um, because I think she really stepped it up this week. I think she's had a couple of quiet weeks, um, but particularly in that Pulse game, like I, we talked about at the top of the show, I was loving watching both teams attack. She had 45 feeds against the Pulse, 55 feeds last night. And just to put that into context, for the entire season... 
Gina leads the feeding statistic at 476. You think, who's another great feeder who hogs the ball a lot and for good reason? Peter Toyava. Mm. She has 361. Yeah. So Gina's got 110 or so more than ball hogger Peter Toyava. So that's got to tell you something. Oh, exactly. Uh, misconsistent, stepping out of the box yeah. and becoming the general again at centre. The glue for us this week, holding us down in the midcourt. Another tough one because we saw so many changes in that position throughout the teams, but I actually did just stick to Mila Rowley-Buchanan because Gina stepped up because her whole unit stepped up in that attacking end. And I'm really enjoying Mila's defensive game and just getting stuck in. And I think her alongside Simone Nathan last night against Peter Toyava, for Mm. example, they were just giving 100% effort and did really well to just slow down that Mystics mid-court last night, which really impressed me. And Mila's up there. She's actually coming second in the feeding stats. So she's there doing something, right? There you go. Uh, that that uh, first quarter defence, especially out of the mid-court, and Mila, oh, I hadn't seen anything like it. It just blew me away. Let's move down into the defenders. Let's start with wing defence. This was another really hard one. Can I pick three? Probably not. I'll, I'll just get pick you, one. I'll give I'll, <laughs> Give you one with an honourable mention. How about that? Okay, I've gone Karen Berger. Yep, cool. Happy with that. Happiest chips. Honourable mention was Paris Lokotui, who was her teammate. <laughs> there you go. Which is bizarre, I know. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix well, it. Well, I just think she um, is doing really well, stepping into the absent Greer Sinclair's shoes, um, hasn't played for a while, recovering from an ACL injury, and is just looking super solid. It's not easy to come into a team mid-season, and it's not easy to stand out at wing defence, but I think um, she did a great job this week before her little head knock. Yes, no, too true Karen to that. Karen self-explanatory, you yes, don't need a- as always, I'll tell you what, Ben's in there, he's nodding his head, he knows what the deal is. Uh, Goal defence this week. Phoenix Kartika again. She has got springs in her shoes and you can't tell me she doesn't. It's ridiculous, right? She's a marvel to watch because it's not just how high she gets. She's got this weird hang time thing, this anti-gravity situation going on on the soles of her shoes. I don't know what it is. They're moon boots. Um, And she's using it, (laughs) totally using it, and stepping up in the absence of uh, their captain, Silly Fitzpatrick, who's also her defensive buddy. So broken record, I know, but she played great this weekend in both games. Oh, an amazing uh, press uh, conference afterwards. Oh, geez, got me tearing up as well. Uh, Fee, send her a lovely message. Let's move on to goal, uh, goal attack, goal keep. Let's move down and round out at goal keep. Gone for a, um, a Mystics one too, actually. Kara uh, Stythe, just because I feel like we talk about her a lot, but every week she's just getting that little bit better in terms of not just like wowing me every now and then and going, look at this young gun who makes an impact. It's more kind of like, oh yeah, she's understanding the defensive setups and the, the game plan that the Mystics are playing. And she can slide between goal keep and goal defence and she's really getting into shooters' heads. We saw her get into Bailey Mez, Emilia Nicanasio, Maya Wilson, just by setting up her glorious lean so early and actually backing that up and getting some great rebounds. And that's great to see in a young player. So shout out to Kara Stythe. There you go. Shout out to Kara Stythe indeed. I mean, she's got the fantastic mentors of Phoenix Katakomis, Kayla Sokolich-Beetson and Solo Fitzpatrick She's as well. destined to be I a mean, superstar. She's destined to do it. So hopefully she can keep it up. Storm's team of the week. I'll run you through it quickly. Goal shoot, Grace Wiki. Goal attack, Amorangi Malasala. Wing attack, Gina Crampton. Centre, Mila Riulu-Buchanan. Wing defence, Karen Berger. Goal defence, Phoenix Kataka. And goal keep, Kara Stythe. Storm quickly, round nine. I don't want any explanation. I just want a team. So, Saturday, Steel Pulse. Pulse. Sunday, Trident <laughs> Home Tactics against the Mystics. So hard. Uh, Mystics. Sunday again, Stars Magic. 
My heart is saying stars. Yeah. There you go. Stars. You're wearing the hoodie. It's literally on your heart. And Monday, rounding us out, Tactics Pulse. <laughs> oh my gosh, kids, that's a tough one too. Pulse. There you go. Don't well, write those down. I'm go. probably wrong. And Don't all. write these down at all. Look, I'll tell you what, Storm, I'll regroup and, uh, and get those next week. This has been another week of Centre Pass and Focus. Mark Watson taking over for us. Kakitiano. Happy Anzac Day, lest we forget.